Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. All right, who's got a Bible? That's better. Luke 11. Luke 11. Luke 11. Every time I say Luke, I want to say I am your father. I mean, just I don't know why it just... Why, is it, why do you have to do that when you say that? But it just kind of goes together. <laughs> Luke 11, man. We hung out here last week. We're going to do part two of this thing this week. And uh, we've been in a series called The Parable. Man, we've been unpacking the red-letter words of Jesus. We've been looking at the stories that he taught in the scriptures. And there are some very big ideas, some big principles to these short stories. And so there's some things that we can take home with today. Again, I believe God has already been at work, and uh, if we may go a little longer than we normally go because of what already has happened, it's going to be all right. This is our building now. We can do that. So uh, we ain't got nothing else coming on behind us. So um, no second service yet. It's coming, but not yet. So uh, verses 9 through 13. Let's read it together. I'll let you be seated. But it says, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Somebody say it will be. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13, I love it. It's where we kind of ended up last week. It says, if you then, being evil... (laughs) know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Amen. Let's do this. Just ask him right now to have his way. Father, we thank you today that we can call you Father. Lord, we give you glory just in that alone, God, that you're a good God, you're a good daddy, you're a good father who loves us. And God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who's at work in our midst and our hearts and in this church. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can do today what I can't do. So I ask you to do that right now, God. Just, just continue to have your way in this service. And I just get, continue to give you glory for it. And I pray our hearts will be open today for this word. Even those that it may be a stretch for today, God, let them grab it and see clearly, Lord, today what you want to do in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. 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 Say it one more time. Get warmed up. All right, that's good. That's good. We've been, again, we've been in this series called The Parable, and uh, I just um, kind of want to kind of teach today and get, a, get some word in you. There's a whole lot of Bible today, so and I just keep that Bible open, keep that app open, keep taking notes, jot this stuff down, use your, your flipping finger, you know, to, to, to be ready and not that kind of flipping finger. Some of y'all exercise that thing way too much. You need to repent of that and give get to God and let the Holy Spirit work in your life. But your Bible flipping finger, your scripture flipping finger, and uh, and uh, and just let that be at work in your day. Because again, there's a lot of lot of word. Last week we looked in this parable. Uh, we kind of made some connections that were kind of going on in this because it's a little bit different. Because I believe if you just take this one parable and try to make it stand alone, you'll miss some of what it's trying to say. So last week we looked at in that first verse of Luke 11 where Jesus was praying, his disciples came to him and said, teach us to do this. 
Teach us to pray. So in this process of teaching how to pray, Jesus began to show them and teach them, began to teach principles to them, and began to even just even during that time share parable with them. And so it's really, again, there's a lot of combination things going on, and and it's really neat to to see kind of how this works out. We see, first of all, that he taught them the model prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. He taught them that during that time that these are some of the things that you should just during, during your prayer time do, not just quote this. Not just go through any type of just a little formality and make yourself feel better because you said it and didn't go on. But no, this is a model of some of the ways that we can look at and make this connection to God as being Father, as being holy, and His kingdom coming, and His will being done. All those great things that are in that prayer are powerful. And we pray and we ask this. He also showed in this parable following that, verses 5 through 8, that he was this good God who really loves his kids and more so that we seek and pursue a friend uh, for the answer. How much more so does this friend show up? How much more does God want to show up in your life and give you these good gifts? So we see this thing flowing together and during that time after that parable, he begins to teach the principle. We talked about it last week that we ask, seek, knock. All right? And as a result of those things, God moves on our behalf. And again, we need this. And so then he goes into verse 13, and it's just out of nowhere. It's just like he's, he's slipping the jabs left and right, and all of a sudden he slides in a Holy Spirit. I mean, I love that. I think that is so cool that as you look through that, you're reading through 1 through 12, you're just, oh, man, you're, oh, this is good. Oh, man, and he's telling the story, and they're listening, and he's talking about, man, I'm a good father, and I can do this, and how much more does this good father want to give this to you? And if you being this evil wants to give something good and, and give something great to your kids, how much more so does a God want to do this? And then he says, slides it in, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Somebody just say that. Just say Holy Spirit. Come on, if you're old school like me, you might want to say Holy Ghost. All right? It, it's all good. It's, it, it's, it's whatever you need to say in that point, but it's a powerful thing. There's a connector here that Jesus is trying to make through prayer that we need to have operating in our life. Okay? Through living day in and day out, going through this world and through the chaos and some things that we face sometimes, he's trying to make this connection clear that we need the Holy Spirit. And I will go ahead and say this. The enemy today is doing everything he can to either break the connection that you have with the Holy Spirit or to hinder your connection to the Holy Spirit. He's doing everything in this moment he can do. He's done things even during the service to get your mind to think something. God was moving on behalf of some of the people in this room. And I, we're going to explain some stuff then, talk about how God works, the Holy Spirit. And so it'd be cool. But even during some of the times of, of prayer and the moving of God today, by the work of the Spirit of God, some of you begin to say, man, what's happening? What's going on? And it just kind of a, can be a little bit today confusion if you've never experienced him for yourself. So today, I want you to realize that you need the Holy Spirit in your life, at work, and he's a good God that you need, and how big a deal the Holy Spirit is. Ephesians 2.18 says this. It says that, for through him, we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Hear that? We, by him, through him, we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. This Holy Spirit is a connector to the Father. Okay, the Holy Spirit is this connector to the Father. We go in our prayer to the Father through the Son by the Spirit. Somebody say that, by the Spirit of God. Amen? By the Spirit of God. So this is a big thing. And, and as you continue to long for more of Him and thirst for more of Him, He'll continue to do something. He'll continue to pour in your life. He'll continue to pour this into you. So today as we look at this, 
you may have been taught things on the Holy Spirit. I ain't saying it's right or wrong, but today, just be open today to what God's Word says. Be open to what He wants to do through you and in you and to you, and be open to that today. So go ahead and just say, I'm open. I'm open. Holy Spirit, have your way. Amen. First thing is, I want to give you this. I mean, so take notes. If you're going to take them, jot this stuff down quick. I'm going to give you a couple of things the Holy Spirit is, a couple of things the Holy Spirit is not, and a couple of ways that He works in our life. Is that okay? Can we do that? That's good. So first of all is this, and again, a lot of words, so hang on, jot it down. The Holy Spirit is God. Okay? I want to make sure. I want to get some stuff so, so solid in you that as believers, we're not talking about any type of denominational thing in the name of a church, a doctrinal, just simply because of what the God's Word says in here. I want you to be so secure in this thought, in this concept, in the Word of God, that the Holy Spirit is God. It's a little thing that we call the Trinity. All right, I'm not talking about the Matrix little person on the movie, but I'm talking about the Trinity, this triune Godhead who operates in three ways, and, and, and he is today, as we look at the Scriptures, he is, the Spirit is God. Now, now, just to prove it, go Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, somebody say beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The very beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So from the very beginning, I'm going to probably go a little bit quicker maybe than normal because we're later, but just try to get it. Today, the Spirit of God was there hovering from the very beginning. He wasn't like later on in life when he decided to do something in the church of Acts. He was like, let me create a Holy Spirit and maybe send. No, from the very beginning, he was there. He was God. Genesis 1.26 says that then God said, let us make man in our image. Okay? So it wasn't just let, him make, let us make man in, in just in my image. Just one, this one part. It's just one being. So today, as you think about the Holy Spirit, think about Him as being part of this triune Godhead. That as you should, I mean, the same way you want God at work in your life, the same way you want Jesus at work in your life, the same way more so you should want the Holy Spirit at work in your life because He's who? He's God. Amen? He is God. He said, let us make man in our image. That word God there is the word Elohim. It's plurality. Okay, so again, he's not schizophrenic. He's not this in one moment. He's the father and in him he's on trial. No, he is all those things at once. This is Elohim, the plurality of God, and he is by spirit. He is God. Acts 5, 3, and 4. Ananias and Sapphira, a great story. Really want to encourage your faith to read that story. Um, I'm kidding for those of you who know the Bible. Uh, but it says, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Now, just think, if you don't know the story, basically what they did was they sold some stuff, brought the money in, laid it at the disciples' feet, and said, here's everything. Here's all this money that we have. We're going to lay it down, and it wasn't true. Not a true story. That's, Brian, probably not one you want to share right at tie time. I don't know, maybe, maybe it is as you look at the story, because look what happens. It says, Ananias, maybe we should start reading this, and right at giving time every week. Ananias is why Satan, he's filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourselves. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So he says, you're lying to the Spirit. 
you're lying to God. And we have to understand this whole connection here. Again, laying this foundation of where we need to go. So, and this was, again, by the way, I just want to make sure some people say that was, you know, this God of Old Testament who did this kind of stuff. This is New Testament. The next verse said they basically, in Terry phrases, they bit it. They gone. They did not make it. That was their last breath. It got ugly for them. So again, that was again the Holy Spirit's God. Second Corinthians three seventeen says that now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. All right. Now hear that again. The Lord is what? The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. He's God. Number one thing the Holy Spirit is. He's God. He's part of this triune Godhead that we believe in around here called the Trinity. Number two thing, the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Holy Spirit is a gift. The same way that as Ryan talked about that God gave his son. He gave that gift of the son for us. I mean, so we could come to, Jesus, to the Father through the Son. He was a gift. And in the same way today, he's saying in the Scriptures that the Holy Spirit for us is this gift. And he says in Luke in our text, verse 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay? He's this gift. He's a gift. I don't know about you. I like getting gifts. Some of y'all that, you know, are a little more spiritual than me, y'all say, really, it's more blessed to give. It is. That's true. We get more blessed, but it's more fun to receive. <laughs> Tell the truth, all right? It's, you get blessed more for giving, but you have a whole lot more fun getting. I mean, it's just fun when you get this gift. And the Holy Spirit is a gift that's at work today. What is sad for me, there are some churches right now, pastors are standing on pulpits telling their people that the Holy Spirit is no longer at work today like he was in this book. I disagree. I believe there's way too much Bible to prove otherwise. I believe that I've had way too many encounters to prove otherwise. To somebody to tell me that's not the case, that he doesn't still work the same way he worked then. I watched him this morning, the Holy Spirit, at work in people's lives, setting people free. And I believe today the same Holy Spirit of the Bible that was then is the same Holy Spirit that is now that wants to work in our life. And he is a great gift. He's a great gift. He is this gift that we need in our life. And what's sad is some of those people that are teaching today that he is not still working in this way don't even understand today that if they are Christians and if they are saved, they're only saved because of the Holy Spirit allowing them to be saved. Oh, hear me right now. Romans 8, 9. Again, a lot of Bible, but get it. He says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. All right, and again, I'm, this ain't got nothing to do with your church background, race, how you raise, non denominational, denominational, you wore jeans, you wore Sue, you wore something in between. None of that matters. It's the Bible. And today, if you're saved, if, he, if you today are a believer, it is because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. It's because he is there. And you have the Holy Spirit today through that when you ask Christ to come into your life. You ask for him to come in. You receive the gift of salvation. And the Holy Spirit came into your life. And it's a big deal. 
It's a very big deal, and it's a free gift. How do we get the Holy Spirit? We ask. He said this. He said, if we simply ask. He said, he didn't say, if you work real hard, if you're good enough, long enough, if you can get your, uh, your stars in line on the attendance sheet in church, and di- then if you, come, if you come about four times in a row, Give tithe three out of four. Serve on one of the teams twice a month. Then, Holy Spirit, you qualify. No, I didn't say that. He said today that he's a good father, he's a good God who loves you, and he wants to give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Ask. All right, so today, again, I want you to see he's God and he's a gift that you ask for. He's God. He's a gift that you ask for. What is he not? Now, again, I just have to go by what I know, what I've seen, and and some of the things I've experienced. The Holy Spirit is not an it. Okay, all right. So just again, I... Just to help us, just to help me, um, he, he is not an it. I mean, we look at, you know, some people think it's God the Father, God the Son, and then Cousin It. <laughs> Come on, you, you, got, you got this Holy Trinity, you got the Father, and you got this Son, and you got little Cousin It that's always causing trouble, gets people drunk and crazy and doing some super, you know, no. he's not an it. He is a he. All throughout Scripture, you see Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit as he. In just a few moments, we're going to find out what he will do in your life. Not it. It's not a force. This ain't Yoda. I mean, this is the Bible. This is the Holy Spirit that he wants to work in your life. He is God. He's a gift, and he's not an it. All right? And again, just... Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about because, you know, and some of y'all really know what I'm talking about because you've heard it referred to as that. Come on. I mean, how, how would you feel today? How would you feel today? If I, walked in the, if I walked at home, I got home, and Adam was nowhere to be found, and I was like, man, where's Adam at? And Angel says, I don't know where it went. <laughs> I know he's got long hair, and it kind of gets in his eyes sometimes, but, but he ain't cousin it. But seriously, how... You first-time guests, we love you around here. What if I looked around and said, somebody tell a first-time guest that we sure are glad it came today. (laughs) Think about this today. This is God who's a gift, who loves you, who's not an it. It's a he. He's part of the Godhead who wants to work in your life. Number two thing today, the Holy Spirit is not, he's not spooky. Some are like, oh, yes, he is. (laughs) Oh, yes, I've been coming here a while, and he's spooky. I'm telling you right now, ooky spooky. He is the whole, you are, Pastor, you're lying. Holy Spirit is spooky. He's, he's not some mysterious ghost that's floating around right now, just waiting to kind of scare people. And ju- ju- it's not him. It's not who he is. He, he's not this. He, he is not someone who wants to scare you and, and, and just kind of freak you out. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and just lay it out there. I'm just going to be very real, very transparent. I think I've got experience to back it up, Bible to back it up. And, and just again, if you've never encountered it, encountered him, let me say a break that tradition. If you've never encountered him, you, you may feel that way. 
Seriously, I mean, again, if you've never encountered him that way, you may look at that as being that begin because it's, it's got to love me, it's ignorance. It's not stupidity, it's ignorance. You don't know. You never encountered it for yourself. You never experienced him for yourself. You never had that, your personal relationship in that way, experienced the Holy Spirit working in you. I've been uh, kind of helping disciple a guy we got reconnected, doesn't come to church. I've been talking to him about the Lord, been holding him accountable in some areas of his life, been trying to encourage him in his faith. And we were talking this past week. He said, man, he said, I got slain in the Spirit last week. Now, again, we're just making this connection. He's learning about me, and, and, and I'm learning about him, and we're kind of just kind of encouraging one another, and he tells me this. I don't know if he thought what it may do to me or if he may kind of freak me out, and I said, well, God bless you. Thank you for coming, and, and we'll, we'll talk to you later on because I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen the Holy Spirit work in someone else's life, and it, it kind of puts somebody in a place where they don't understand it, so they shy away. They do what the devil wants them to do, Really, again, it's what the enemy wants him to do. He wants him to back away from it, be fearful of it, and go back. And he said, man, he said, I got slain in the spirit yesterday. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. He went, serious, man? I said, man, that's awesome. That, that's, dude, that right there, man, is the bomb. You know what he's doing? He's a new believer, and he's kind of like, man, kind of getting freaked out by all this kind of stuff going on in his life. I said, you know what that is? I said, it's the Holy Spirit. He's doing heart surgery on you, man. Man, I ain't ever heard of it said like that. I never thought about that. I said, yeah, I mean, he's laying you out. He's doing this work in your life. He's doing these things in you. And again, if you've never encountered that, it could be in a little way, a little bit kind of like, man. But it doesn't mean it's not real. He's not spooky. Some people have done some things. Now, let's just call it like it is. Some people have done some things, reacted in some ways, done some things, may not be Holy Spirit. Not judging, not saying. That just happens. Things go on sometimes in services. Things sometimes go on in life. And they'll see it and they'll call it the Holy Spirit, but it's not the Holy Spirit. But don't do this. Don't do what a lot of people have said and done. Well, because maybe somebody reacted in a certain way, did something that wasn't real, doesn't mean that he's not real. He is real. He does want to work in your life. He is the Holy Spirit. It's not it, and he's not scary. Not spooky. And we need him. Jesus needed him. Jesus. Remember we talked about last week that he was praying and Jesus needed to pray. So we better pray. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit in order to go forth and do his miracles and do his ministry. He didn't even start it till he received the Holy Spirit at work in full measure in his life. Again, you, again, you'll see this in the world. You'll see this triune Godhead come together when Jesus was baptized in the river. You, you'll see him as he was being baptized by John the Baptist. The heavens opened up. God speaks. He sends the Holy Spirit down. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Just to help you, it is a gift. He was well pleased with him before he ever did a miracle. Just because he was a son. Today, if you're a son, if you're a daughter of God, he's pleased with you. He loves you. And just because of that, he wants to give this gift to you. Holy Spirit came down. Bible says in form of a dove, rested on him, and then he went out and began to do the work of the ministry. He began to go forth, do signs, wonders, miracles, all this great stuff. Eventually, got up on a cross, died, and gave his life for us because of what Jesus did through this gift. He's real, and he's not spooky. Go to John 16. You okay? All right. Flipping finger tired yet? John 16. 
going to help somebody real quick. This is going to be good if you'll, if you'll get it. And I love illustrating messages. And that's what happened before I preached today. That's what he, he's like, watch this. I love that. I love, I love you know, trying to get a good illustration, get a good point, drive something home. Father said, watch this. And the Holy Spirit moved today in our midst. He, he, he just worked today. We've already seen him at work today. And, 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 the, and God was doing great things simply because of who he is. And so today, as we look at this, we know what he's not. We know what he is. Here's a couple of things of the way he works in our life today. And I'm going to hit these. And I'm going to get these. Let's get them. John 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you this again, red letter, Jesus speaking. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. All right, hear this for just a second. This is, you know, again, they've, they've watched Jesus. They've encountered him. They've watched him do this stuff. And, you know, you don't want to release someone like that. You don't want to let them out of your life. But he said, it's, it's to your advantage that I go away. He said, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. If, if I don't do this, if I don't go away, if I don't leave this place, I won't be able to send the Holy Spirit to you in full measure. You've got to think, God's this Father who's on the throne. Jesus is at his right hand praying and making intercession for us today. And it's by the Spirit of God that he's omnipresent. It's by the Spirit of God that he's in this church and in the other church who will let him be in it. That's the reason why today Jesus left. He can't be everywhere at once, but the Holy Spirit can be. He can be everywhere at any time, at any moment. And this is what the scripture says that he is. You'll see all throughout John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus used this word that he is the helper. He's the helper. He is the helper for us. This helper is, again, just to, just to bring it out there, it says the word signifies an intercessor, a comforter, an advocate, a counselor. In non-biblical literature, this paraclete, this helper, is, it has a technical meaning of an attorney who appears in court in another's behalf. This is the Holy Spirit. This is what, again, he may operate and move in somebody's life in a way that may be a little different to you. He may move in your life in a little bit different way than maybe what you're used to if you'll let him. But what he is for you is he is a helper, he is a helper who will help you through any problem, through any situation. He is your counselor. He's your attorney. Today, he's at the right hand of the Father representing you. Aren't you glad he's representing you and you ain't representing you? If you're, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian today, you're representing you? That don't work out too well? I, trust me, I've done that. Tried that. It didn't work out too good. Let him represent you. You ask him to come into your life. He does that. He steps in on your behalf as the, as the counselor, as the advocate. He is the helper. That's what the Holy Spirit does in our life. That's who he is. He's a helper. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a helper. Let him help you. You need it. Well, just be real. You need it. You need his help today. You need it more than you realize. I need his help to preach. I need his help to, to, to be a pastor. I need his help to do anything. We can come in here with a good plan. Everything be good and have a good schedule lined up. But if the Holy Spirit's not there, none of that stuff that happened earlier happens. If you don't let the Holy Spirit help you through your situation, it won't work. He wants to be there for you. It is he, not an it, who is a helper in your life. He is also this, verse 8 says that, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Holy Spirit is a convictor. 
All right, he convicts the world of sin. There are some of you who really are, have been seeking Jesus, who have been trying to, had to, trying to do the right thing at work. You've been trying to minister to someone. You've been trying to encourage them along in faith, and you've been trying to get them saved, and, and it ain't working out too well. You know what you need to do? You need to take them to the Holy Spirit. Take their situation to the Father and say, Holy Spirit, begin to move on their behalf. I've seen that. I, I've seen myself try to talk somebody. I've been like talking to that wall, getting nowhere. I bring out scriptures, man. I throw it at them. I'll get up on them and, and elbow, <clears throat> bring it in there. Man, you need to hear this. You need to do it. And nothing happened. You know, I've prayed that Holy Spirit, just convict. Holy Spirit, work, work on this behalf. I ask you, Father, that right now, that through the Spirit of God, that you'll work on the behalf. You'll just begin to move. Some of y'all need to try that with just kids. Some of y'all need to look in the mirror and say, God, convict me by the Holy Spirit. Let him do that. He's a convict. He does this. So let him work in your life. He's a helper. He'll also convict those. And, and, and how awesome and how cool would it be if we just let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do in our life? Third thing is this, and this is, this is a word for somebody today. Verse 13 says that, however, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and whatever he will tell you, things, and he will tell you things to come. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Word means that he's a teacher. He is, he is the one who gives guidance to us in any situation. Some of you today need direction. Some of you today are struggling. What's next? What to do? How do I handle this situation? Just let the Holy Spirit begin to be at work in your life. Just another reason to ask for this gift. Just another reason to be open to how this gift wants to work in your life because he is a guide for you. He is the Holy Spirit who gives direction to you. Adam Clark says that he will consider your feeble infant state and as a father leads his child by the hand, so will the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. See that? I've had three kids, man, and I've, I've went through that stage when they're just all they're bumping into stuff and they're trying to learn to walk and they're trying to keep that step. And you're trying to encourage them. And, and I remember I've, there's times I would hold their hand. This way, buddy. Come on. Come on, man. You can do this. Guide them. Lead them. Holy Spirit wants to be that for you. Some of you feel like today, man, you're so far out there. You're, everything's so messed up. Everything is going nuts. It's going crazy. And you feel like you're in it alone. There's a helper called the Holy Spirit who wants to comfort you and give you peace and guide you and direct you right where you're at today. I don't know, man. I got a lot. No, he wants to love you and guide you and direct you. The last thing as Gary comes forward is this. Verse 14 says that, he will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. I haven't really heard that. I've been in what, what we would term, what we would call spirit-filled churches my whole life. From, from birth up, I haven't really heard that scripture taught much when it comes in relationship to the Holy Spirit. Because again, I don't know why, but I, want to, I really feel like I want to just take just a moment to hit this today. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. I 
I don't think it's bad people. I, I don't think it's that with the, really the wrong motives or wrong intentions. But what I have seen, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, what I've experienced in my own life is the Holy Spirit be at work and someone else get glory other than who's supposed to get it. What you saying, man? I'm saying the Holy Spirit has worked through me at times. I've watched him do it. And somehow through that, I'll try to get some of that glory. And if you're spirit-filled today and the Holy Spirit has worked in your life and you've watched that bit of evidence too, that, you know there's been times you try to get glory out of it? There's some pastors, there's some people who are, who are following Jesus and really start off with right mind and right heart, but the enemy will do this. He will take it and he will twist it in any time, any moment, in any time, in any day. If anyone's getting any other glory other than Jesus, it's wrong. But this is the good news today. The Holy Spirit will do this. It will glorify Jesus. If you want to have a deeper and a greater understanding of who Jesus is, get the Holy Spirit at work because it will glorify him. Oh, man, you're not hearing me. Y'all looking at me like a bunch of folks who ain't spirit-filled right now. Come on, hear me. If today you're spirit-filled, it will do this. It will give you a greater understanding of who Jesus is. It will glorify him. He, he, will be, he will take it. He will declare it to you. It's how he works in your life. So today, I hope you've got it. Holy Spirit is a God, part of the triune head, who loves you, doesn't want to freak you out, doesn't want to scare you, but it wants to empower you, wants to lead you, wants to guide you and direct your life. That's who the Holy Spirit is. If somebody showed you that, told you something other than that, it's not true. According to the Bible, according to the standard that we live by and walk in, the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead who wants to be a part of your life if you'll let him. Some of you today are looking at me and you've been brought up how I've been brought up. And you're like, man, I know this. You know, there's a lot of people in this room that don't. What's cool about this church is the Lord has sent through the Holy Spirit a lot of people to us don't have backgrounds. Maybe some of you have right now. Haven't been today, have never heard teaching on the Holy Spirit. Maybe came in and got, oh man, something's a little spooky. Seriously. Some of y'all are like, man, this is nothing. I've seen people hang off chandeliers and flip, flip. This ain't, man, I ain't seen, yeah, it's, it's nothing. But listen to me today. This is what we need to look at. This is the standard. It's the Bible. And according to this Bible, he's a helper who loves you, wants to be at work in your life. And this is, I, I, I'm, again, I don't have time to get all deep in this stuff today. He's a good God who gives good gifts. He will not in any way give you anything that you don't need. If you'll ask him.